Joe Wilson from Microsoft, please come up on stage. Welcome to sunny Stockholm. Hi. Have Hi. a seat. Um, Drink this, or has it got Richard's germs on it? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have another glass coming up from. Hey, before we start, I just wanted to say it's my first invitation to be here, and uh, you probably looked at my background. In the background, you have Microsoft now, but an entire history, much more time as an entrepreneur, and this is cool shit. <laughs> like this is this. I was just sitting over there watching and listening, and it's a good discussion. You're having real discussions about real issues, and you're really putting sort of the entrepreneurial spirit in the front. So. You know, I didn't have this in the U.S. when I was running companies, so cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you very much. And, and it is very much real. I am really interested in finding out what you guys are building. And if you look at what Google is saying, we look at what Facebook is saying, and what you guys are doing, and we talk to Ericsson and others that are architects of the future, maybe you, we can find out a little bit more about how our business are going to go. And I'm really intrigued. There's, uh, I've been hanging out a lot with, with, uh, with, with your colleagues at, yes. at Microsoft. And a I'm notorious starting... group, I know that's yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it's changing quite a lot. Sort yeah. of from, from uh, almost from how people dress to how people walk to how people dream, it's changing. <laughs> Could you sort of sh share some of the things that, that, that you see as major changes? The, the, the evolution of Microsoft as a company. It, it's a, it's a, good thing to, a good way to say it, because I would say if you took 10 years ago and you took, to, took a look at Microsoft, you might have a certain opinion or a certain um, you know, point of view on that. I wasn't there, so I didn't hold that. I was a user and I worked across different platforms as a startup guy. I came into it you know, seven years ago and I would say coming into Microsoft, I was you know, a company that they tried to acquire and you know, it didn't quite work out, but I ended up joining the company anyway. I came in because I wanted a way to get global scale and have big impact on the industry. That's the reason I came into the company. And I fell in love with the products and, and the people that were there. And over the course of these you know, seven years that I've been there, wow, it's a different organization. Mm -hmm. I mean, the way that we look at the industry, the way that we embrace competition, the way that we sort of open even our own platforms, you know, things that go open source and things like that. I mean, there's an entire evolution of, of what could be you know, certainly one of the big founders of the computing industry. And, and it was interesting, I think, um, you know, he, he said that they look at this as 1% of the journey. We do too. <laughs> <laughs> Which might seem like a funny statement, but we still look at it like we're just getting started. But, but it's funny, uh, Facebook has an, an impressive 1 billion users, yeah. but you have 700 million customers that actually pay you money. Yes, right? yes. Or, or <laughs> actually quite more than that. Oh, I, really? You know, yeah, I mean, I don't know, that I couldn't give you the exact numbers, but there's 700 million is really Windows 7. Okay, okay. So if you go back to XP and a little bit of on the phone and who uses this search engine, and there's a, you could probably add those. There's probably lots of duplicates in there too. Yeah. So there's a lot of people out there that pay us money. Yeah, but, but how are you looking at this? We've been discussing about ecosystems, and, and it, it's becoming clear that ecosystem beats products, sort of. Sort of. Uh, uh, to, to quote Elop from Nokia, he said, I thought we uh, competed with products and somebody banged me in the head with an ecosystem. Uh, how are you looking at developing the ecosystem? And how does the pieces fit together, sort of Skype and, yeah. and Windows 8 and all the things, Xbox and all these things. To that make that make sense, you have to extrude a little bit, right? You can't stay at no, necessarily Swedish, the product We don't know what level. extrude means. Oh, you have to, we have to come up a level, <laughs> right? So you have to kind of uh, come up a level and say, all right. Key takeaway, extrude everybody. And, that, yeah, and so let's see if that was actually a word. Um, <laughs> so uh, I just kind of had that in my head. So you got to sort of step up a level and say, okay, what, what is it, what is the world ecosystem that we're living in? And we can sit here today and talk about a brand or a company or anything else, but there is 
there are devices, right? We're finding ourselves devices. Like look across everyone and there's a, a laptop or a phone or, or an iPad or something else. And that's, you're, you're anchoring on the device and you're connecting it with services. So if you want to see why we do what we do or how does it all come together in the ecosystem, you start there. And then you go in and say, well, what do we want to offer and how do we want to sort of connect the dots? And I would say the simplest version of that for Microsoft looking forward is first look at the user experience. Mm -hmm. So if you've looked at Windows 8 or if you looked at the phone or if you looked at Xbox, you're starting to see this very simple user experience this, mm -hmm. that we've anchored on. You can like it. You can not like it. You can say it's different. We've certainly made a decision and taken a direction. Mm -hmm. So it's very unique in the industry. User experience is there across anything I do on a PC, what I do on a phone what I'm going to do in the cloud, what's going to happen on my, my television. So that begins to make sense. Why does Skype sit there? So Skype fills in a gap or an offering that we want to have inside this ecosystem. Xbox is something that's sitting in the, in the living room and will become something even more as it develops. Phone, PC, tablets, etc. Yeah, only Xbox is not games anymore. It's not about games anymore, right? Well, it's about games and more. And more, yeah. <laughs> but I heard somewhere that like 60% of all the content is non-game related or something like that. I think that's a question about the, uh, the console industry too, right? Yeah. So if you look at the console industry, games are, games, the console in the living room is in a tough space these years. Mm -hmm. so, so either you're going to reinvent that mm -hmm. or you're going to suffer the consequences. Mm -hmm. And so, no, reinvention is our direction on that one. <laughs> yeah. And what, what do you, how do you look at on in, upon integrating the personal experience with the corporate experience. I mean, you are in yeah. a lot of companies, uh, whereas, whereas uh, you know, you, you're, you're, you're right now very much into the sort of the games sector and in the corporate sector. How do you sort of bridge, <laughs> bridge and piece all that together? Yes, that's a great one. Uh, let's always start with the easy questions. <laughs> um, I think in the end, for us, it comes down to, I'm going to come back to the user experience. We found, if you look at Windows 8, we found that people want to use the same machine, if, it's, if you're going to anchor on a tablet or a PC mm -hmm. or anything, regardless of where they are, you know, whether this is my, this is my business interface and then I have to change my mind and go to my consumer. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. work like that. Yeah, yeah. So what you have to do is provide a way that people can do what they want to do personally in the same place of what they want to do professionally. And does the personal side lead or is the business side lead? I think that depends on the person. Mm. I hope the personal side leads. Mm. I hope the corporate machine thinking, you know, if that's what leads for everybody. But that's their decision, not ours, mm -hmm. right? Well, ours, our job is to provide the, the way that you can make that choice. And what, what is going to happen with apps in your universe? Ah, apps, that's my baby. Because <laughs> and what I do, that's, you know, part of my job across all of Western Europe and beyond is to, is to drive that app ecosystem for Microsoft. Mm -hmm. um, and for us, it's all about sort of Taking the developers. We, today, in these conversations, we talk a lot about what's happening in the business and a little bit of the marketing and, the, and even somewhat the sales side. We didn't really get into, oh, yeah, and there's real code and technology that runs all those things. Somebody had to go build something mm -hmm. for that to happen. And that becomes the developers, right? Mm -hmm. The developers become the rock stars of what's going to happen. Every great idea that you've reached out on your phone today and you touch the button on the app started with some developer going, holy shit, what if we could do this? Mm -hmm. That's where it comes from. So what, what we want to do, what I want to do, is I want to take our organization, I want to basically put those guys out in front, gals out in front, mm -hmm. and, and make them the rock stars of the next generation mm -hmm. of what's happening in technology. Let's and give how, them how much platform. of that will be internal and how much of that will be external? External, external. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so internal, we have great products and we have large research opportunities and there's some amazing things that happens, but I'm speaking about external. Mm -hmm. I want anyone who wants to build an app to put that out on the Windows platform I want to give you a stage that's probably larger than any other stage you're ever going to touch in the world. You talk about 700 million Windows 7 devices. Um, the rate of Windows 8 adoption is fast. 
And so you're going to see that happen all over again. And we're going to have the largest ecosystem for developers that's ever been created beyond any of the others that are out there today. And what, what are some of the features of Windows 8 that, that most people don't know? Because I, I yeah. think that, and I speak to Sabina a lot, who's a friend of mine who's doing marketing for you here in, here in, in Scandinavia. Uh, and it's like, if, if people only knew the cool things, but people don't know. Yes. So what, what are the things? Let's talk about our marketing. Um, so, so I think I'll, I'll pick two, mm -hmm. which are sort of small but interesting when you think about them in an app or you think about them in um, sort of the way you're going to use things. So this is, if you imagine the Windows 8 interface, you know, it sort of slides back and forth. And you have these live tiles. The live tile piece is a very interesting thing. So I can feed information from inside of an app, from a website, from anywhere to appear on that live tile the second that you look at your screen for the first time. So it can tell you when you have mail. That's pretty easy. But it can also tell you the most recent story that you're interested in. If you're thinking about those pampers because you're out and you wanted to buy them, it might tell you where they're on sale because you'd set it up to do that. So it can feed you information right there on the front screen without you having to go into the app. You know, the way that a lot of the app interfaces work today, it's kind of like always having to go through the kitchen to get to other parts of the house. So what this basically does is makes it easy to move through the house. So that's one that I think is really fascinating when you're, especially if you're building apps, what could I do? Mm -hmm. The other one that I think is really fascinating is this concept of share. We talk about social being so, you know, we are social animals and the way that we, we build social. Um, in any part of the Windows 8 operating system, no matter where you are, what you're doing, you can hit this thing called the share button, and you can push it. You can push it to our friends in Facebook. You can put it to you know Google Plus. You can do what anyone to do with it. You can share this out. So whatever I'm interacting with, I can share at any moment, any second. So those are just two. I've got dozens others, <laughs> but those are a couple I think are pretty interesting. There's a lot of uh, advertisers and, and sort of people building brands in the, in the audience as well. What are the opportunities in this ecosystem for for advertisers or for commerce for that? So there's a uh, good question. Uh, there's two, two things. The live tile bit's pretty interesting because you can get your name, you can get your information out there. The, uh, the apps that, are you, that, you, that you create in the Windows 8 ecosystem, um, or even the Windows ecosystem, I should say, because the phone works very much the same way, and even Xbox someday, I, I hope, will work exactly the same way. You know, you can get your brand out in front. Imagine um, being one of the top apps and being able to sort of have it pinned to the front screen, and how many hundreds of millions of people are going to see that? Um, the advertising opportunity, in-app advertising, um, you know, service advertising, online advertising, we have all those types of things available. Uh, so I think it broadens. I think because we are a connected platform, so not only an a, a operating system that works on tablets, that works on PCs, that works in companies, that works in consumers, um, a phone, and then again, of course, a, 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 a living room, um, you have the opportunity to sort of look across all of those assets. One of my favorite quotes is from, from Bill Gates, and he says that the future, uh, the next 10 years will change much more than the last 50 years. And if that is true, it's going to be a dramatically changing world. What, what are some of the things, uh, you know, 10 years from now that you think we will see from Microsoft? So the, is it the intelligent home, or what sort of, what, what things are going to be the most sort of, wow, we didn't see that one coming? Hmm. Let me answer your quote with a quote. Um, <laughs> and that is, I, I don't know, I think it was Einstein or maybe Edison, one of the E's, who said that every technology dreams of being a utility. Meaning the things that we think of today, like search mm -hmm. or operating system or, or, or even social, they dream of being something you don't stop and think about, mm. right? You know, today we flip on a light switch and we don't go, holy shit, that's amazing, we got light. No, no, you know, no. we sort of go, oh. We have a lot. It's expected. Yeah. I think a lot of these things will move that direction. Mm -hmm. 
things that we're amazed by today, you know, like what was it he said, you know, the finger scrolling, you yeah. know, we'll, we'll move that way. So then we have to kind of push ahead. So what do we see from Microsoft? Um, I think we have a big investment in this sort of natural user interface, this idea with what the Kinect does, mm -hmm. where you stand in front of something and you, or you sit or you whatever, eventually maybe you just are around it, and it understands what's happening with you because it can read you to whatever degree. Mm -hmm. um, you know, smile, face, recognition, those types of things. So I would say if I put a bet on one big thing, I'd put it on natural user so interface. So it could be, I mean, now I got a sort of revelation. In Ten years from now, we could, we could be like, yes, we actually were, were doing this with our fingers. Yeah, we'd be like, what the hell were we doing? That's <laughs> yeah. silly, you know? Yeah. I mean, part of the job on this stage is to sort of really get out there, right, and mm -hmm. think forward, mm -hmm. sort of challenge ourselves. So why would we do this when we can just say, I uh, go to the next thing, or you know, maybe yeah, who yeah, knows? Yeah. Maybe it's just you know, we don't even have to do much of anything. Mm -hmm. um, I saw what wasn't a great movie uh, called Total Recall, but inside of it, they had embedded a phone in the guy's hand, and when he puts his hand on a piece of glass, he has a display. And I'm like, that's cool stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to put electronics <laughs> inside of bodies, um, but I think the idea of thinking that far ahead, mm -hmm. I don't know if Microsoft will do that, but I'd say that natural user interface, the idea that we use ourselves mm -hmm. rather than some other thing, you know, becomes a big, interesting space. That's really interesting. Uh, and uh, th there, there's some experiments where you, they I think they're called transhumanism, where you build in chips and the chips can do things. You saw the fer fertility app. There's you also were talking about that. Yeah. yeah. But, but there's also a nightclub in Barcelona where if you have a chip inserted, it's a VIP card. And it's one idiot that has it. You know, so and he deserves it. <laughs> But no, it's going to be really interesting to sort of to follow the journey and, yeah. and to connect more. And if you, uh, I'll ask you the same thing. If you bump into somebody here and you, wow, that's really interesting, who would that be? So obviously I'm, I'm interested in really cool, different, unique apps. Look, it, it, there's so many apps out there that are just the same. We did them on one platform. We're going to take them to a new platform. Interesting, but not breakthrough. So, so I'm interested in you know, really new ideas, things that are sort of cutting a new direction and challenging the way we think. I want to talk to those people. Um, I want to talk to, I always want to talk to students because I, I have a firm belief that um, the big innovations in the world aren't happening in boardrooms. They're happening in dormitories or dorm rooms or college. I mean, I think the real cool stuff is happening in places where people have a different set of motivators. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're sitting in a, in a conference room and you're supposed to come up with the next big idea, yeah, what do you come up with? If you're sitting in, you know, having a cup of coffee or whatever, uh, and, and, and you just dream of something <laughs> really interesting, that you're probably going to break something through. Take, take a look in history. Well, Zuckerberg, Gates, look at Yahoo, look at Google. I mean, all the ones we recognize and sort of put our arms around today as amazing are actually sort of were started by students. Yeah, they yeah. weren't started by guys in suits. Students that dropped out of school on top of that. Some did, some didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I, think the, I think the Google guys were in their PhDs. Mm. So, I mean, where does that innovation come from? Mm -hmm. You know, you asked a question about what, what would Ricard say to Stockholm. Mm -hmm. And I would say, how much are you doing there? Yeah, My yeah. two big points in the Nordics are, how much are you really doing to, to, to support that next generation in a big way? Mm -hmm. And the second one would be, how much are you okay with failure? Because mm -hmm. one of the cultural things I run into, having worked as an entrepreneur all over the world, some of the cultures are not okay with failure. No. We have these conferences, and we tell people, go be an entrepreneur. And then when they fail, we're like, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. You are such a failure. Yeah. As opposed to saying, shit, that was great. You did that one. Now go do another one. Mm. So how much are we but doing But do you think that? that a company like Microsoft 
has a responsibility to, to sort of fuel entrepreneurship? Absolutely. I think, I think one of the challenges I would have to all of my friends in big corporations is how much are you really doing? Take the best of what you have, whether mm. that's your products or services, mm. whatever it is, and give it to entrepreneurs for free and let them go make something new of it. We mm. do that. We have programs called BizSpark and mm. another of other things. We basically take the most valuable stuff we make and we say, take it and go do amazing mm. things mm. with it. And how much are the other companies doing? It's one thing to start a venture capital group yeah. so that, you know, 11 11, 11 companies get money. It's much more interesting to start something where, you know, 11,000, you know, mm -hmm. get something that they can go, go mm -hmm. create something from. That's a very, uh, that's a very good uh, key takeaway for a lot of the corporates here. And uh, an ending to uh, a wonderful discussion. Thank you very Thanks much for sharing. Thank you.